0: Welcome back to the podcast, my beautiful friends. I'm Letitia Ringe, your coach, and today we are talking about gender and conscious romantic relationships. Before I dive into today's subject, I want to remind those of you who have been checking out my conscious relationship coaching program that as soon as you submit your application and if I decide that it sounds like you're a good fit from the application, you will be invited to a free coaching call with me. In this coaching call, I will support you to get clear on what it is you're truly desiring from a conscious romantic relationship, whether that's with a current partner or with a new partner, and then together we will work out what your work is to get you there. These calls are extremely valuable. My clients have been having huge realizations just from these first calls. And then we will be able to decide what it would look like to work together so that we create a bespoke and custom program that is right for you. You will then be able to go away and decide whether you would like to prioritize coaching in your life right now, and you will have had the experience of coaching with me to support you to make that decision. Importantly, I will be able to use this experience to work out whether I'm the right coach for you and also to determine what our work will look like together. So if you want to take advantage of this free coaching call, make sure you head to Ringe.com forward slash coaching and follow the prompts there to submit your application. The Conscious Relationship Coaching Program will support you to create the deeper love, intimacy, meaningful connection, and evolution that you desire as an individual and also as a couple. And once again, I remind you that the program can be taken on your own or with your partner. All right, my beautiful friends. So, today we're talking about gender and conscious romantic relationships. I want to remind you that when we talk about conscious romantic relationships, we are talking about raising our consciousness and our own awareness of ourselves so that we can bring that awareness and consciousness into our romantic relationships. This is what is needed to create deeper love to create deeper intimacy, to create meaningful connection, and to evolve both as an individual and as a couple. Today, we're gonna talk about gender patterns, but what I want to remind you all is that when we talk about these gender-related patterns, please make sure that you turn within to yourself to determine what resonates for you and what doesn't. The reason this is extra important to talk about right now is because we as humans keep trying to put ourselves in boxes. And so whenever generalizations or patterns are spoken about, sometimes unconsciously we try to fit ourselves into those patterns, even when you know that it doesn't really resonate for you. So what I want you to do is as you hear about some of these patterns, notice where you feel triggered or where you feel that deep resonance within you and lean in to explore those areas and leave the rest. If something isn't for you, it's not going to touch you. (laughs) So just leave it. Don't try to make it resonate for you. Just leave it. And if something is particularly triggering, you might ask yourself, why is that so triggering? And explore that within yourself. You don't need to fit yourself into a box and all is welcome in this uh, podcast episode. So I also want you to know that if you don't identify with man or woman as your gender, you are non-binary in the way that you identify, or if you identify as LGBTQI plus in any way, then you will also want to ask yourself how your experience within that identity is impacts your experience of what I'm talking about in this episode. I'm really, really excited to see what you're able to uncover within yourself and how you're able to co-create and collaborate on what we talk about today. So with that said, there are five topics that we really need to talk about as people creating conscious romantic relationships. The first topic is The inevitable healing that we all need to do in relation to the way we perceive either our own or our partner's gender. I want to give you an example here. In the conscious community, there is a lot of talk about the patriarchy. I speak about it. I've most recently spoken about it in the context of women in business and how the patriarchal system that we have internalized has impacted the way we show up in business and our own connection or rather disconnection from our own bodies and what we need to thrive as women. The talk of patriarchy is is permeating every area of the conscious community because the patriarchal system impacts all of our lives only completely. We're all living within a patriarchal system and the consequence of that is that we internalize and then therefore enable the patriarchal system within ourselves and with our relationship with each other. Now, with this talk about ditching the patriarchy, the talk has mostly centered on how the patriarchal system has impacted and oppressed women and those who don't identify with gender at all. There has been a lot less or little talk about how that same patriarchal system has impacted and oppressed men. There has also been a tendency to couple men with the patriarchy. So because it was mostly men (laughs) who created the system of patriarchy initially and men who benefited in terms of power, mostly there is this coupling of the patriarchy with men that our brains have done. This has led many men to feel personally attacked when talking about the patriarchy And also invisible in the conversation because the patriarchal system has also negatively impacted men. And because of the way our brains all function, it's led us to simplifying the conversation so that it's about men versus women or men versus women and those who don't identify with gender. This is not what the conversation of patriarchy is actually about it is about a system and it is about being aware of how that system impacts us all negatively. And I should also add that the every system that we have has also got positive aspects of it, right? That's part of the reason it was in place and that we've continued to enable it. It was maybe the best system we had at the time. And I know that that's debatable when it comes to patriarchy, but what I want you to think about is with any system you're talking about or any pattern within yourself, you need to look at what the positive gain is for yourself so that you understand why you actually enable it because we all enable these systems within ourselves. And that's what allows the system to work in the greater scheme. So I want you to look at what the patriarchy has actually like given to you in a positive sense and then look at how it's actually oppressing you so that you can have a look at that system with a much clearer lens and then have a look at how you're coupling that conversation about patriarchy with gender this was a system created many, many years ago. It wasn't created by the men who we have in our life today. And while there are men enabling the patriarchal system, there are also women and those who don't identify with gender also enabling the patriarchal system. We need to talk about the problems with the patriarchal system, not the problems with that are based on gender specifically when we talk about that particular subject. This is disrupting our ability to connect with each other and to truly respect one another and our different experiences of that system. We are all impacted by the system of patriarchy. All of our experiences are valid and the more we can lean in to seeking to understand each other and understand our individual experiences, the better we will be able to connect with each other connect with ourselves and also look at redefining that patriarchal system and internalizing those redefinitions of the patriarchal system in a way that supports not only ourselves, but also each other. So generally what we can do to understand each other and our individual experiences based on gender, whether we're talking about the patriarchy or simply about gender itself, the more we can try to understand each other, the more we will be able to connect with each other and the more we'll be able to come up with solutions that support each other to thrive. Now, when we're talking about romantic relationships, you can understand why healing any judgment that you have about gender, whether it's your own or whether it's your partner's or whether it's about gender in general, the more opportunity you have for connection and appreciation and respect of differences which will support you in a romantic relationship because guess what, whether your partner is of the same sex or of a different sex or gender identity, differences are inevitable within romantic relationships because you are two different people. We all have different experiences, they are all valid and the more we seek to understand each other rather than criticize, judge and blame each other for all of the problems in the world or make sweeping generalizations, the more you'll truly be able to experience that deeper love, that deeper intimacy and that meaningful connection that you desire. Now, let's actually talk about gender and healing because this is important too. I remember back in 2019, I went to an event with Marianne Williamson and she had everybody in the audience who identified as men get up on the stage and then she had everybody else in the audience go through a prayer where we apologized for the way we had treated men for our judgments and asked to be forgiven. And then she had everybody in the audience who identified as woman get up on the stage and then everybody else in the audience did the same thing, but for women. I cannot tell you how extraordinary this experience was and how healing this experience was for me personally. First of all, I didn't realize how much resentment and judgment and blame I had against men at that time. And this was really in the height of me realizing just how destructive the patriarchal system had been on women and on me as a woman. And I didn't realize how unconsciously I had started creating this divide between myself and men as a result of that exploration, my mind wanted someone to blame. And so it chose men. And that is what our mind tends to do, right? Because it wants to blame someone. It doesn't want to take responsibility for its own experience and recognize its own power. So we have a tendency as humans to blame other people. And for me, men became the scapegoat. And this is a very common experience for us as humans. So, this exercise was so healing for me, and then to receive it from the audience as a woman was also incredibly healing. And so, I want to ask all of you to start to explore how you are judging, blaming, criticizing the opposite sex or your own gender or your partner's gender, or other genders generally. Have a look at where there is that judgment, blame, and criticism that you're holding. Because of course, you can't blame a whole identity. You can't blame a whole gender based on your experience of a system, or even based on your experience with another person. That person doesn't represent that whole identity or that whole gender. And I would say that probably all of us are doing this in some way equating a personal experience with a system or an individual with an entire identity or gender that is not going to allow you to connect with yourself more deeply to connect with your partner more deeply or to connect with others more deeply and especially from a conscious lens. So that's my first point that I want to make here is to look at the healing that is needed within yourself when it comes to gender and identity. Am I truly respectful of men? Am I truly respectful of women? Am I truly respectful of those who don't identify with Uh, man or woman? Am I grouping men with the patriarchy? Am I grouping women with my defense of men? Women are like X, Y, Z. Men are like X, Y, Z. Those who don't identify with gender are like X, Y, Z. Let's take your power back. Let's stop judging each other and start rewriting those patterns. Okay. The next point I want to make is that there is almost Also, inevitably, healing and rewriting that needs to be done in the way you project your own relationship with your mother or father or primary caretakers as a child onto your relationship with your current partner or romantic partners generally, or even onto your experience of an entire gender or gender identity. And it's really important to be aware of this so that in those moments when you are projecting your relation from your caregivers onto your partner or onto the opposite sex or onto a particular gender or onto the people that you're dating, that you can become aware that that's what you're doing, that you're responding actually to your caretaker and your experience of your caretaker as a child who didn't have the power that you have today as an adult. And you're responding to that relationship rather than to the relationship that's actually in front of you. This is beautiful. Now, does it mean that you won't project? No, you will project. You will project that relationship onto your partner, onto gender identity, onto other people. That will likely continue to happen, but what you will be able to do through having awareness that this is your pattern is you'll be able to catch yourself when you do do it and own, oh, wait, I'm actually projecting this experience or this relationship with my caretaker or with my mother and father onto you, and I'm not responding to the relationship in front of me nor the situation that's happening in front of me. Even just having that awareness gives you the choice to act and move forward differently. This is extremely helpful for creating more conscious connection within your romantic relationships. So here are some examples of some common patterns around mother and father wounds that show up in romantic relationships. Your mother might have been overly critical of you, maybe even controlling, maybe very emotional or have even withdrawn her love from you as a tool for emotional manipulation as a child when you weren't doing what she wanted you to do. And so then you project that same experience onto all women or onto all of your partners. If you even get the hint that, that they are withdrawing their love or they're being emotional or they're being controlling or they're giving you feedback, which you interpret as being critical, you then move into a pattern of protection that you created as a child in order to deal with your mother. And you then project that onto your partner or onto all women or onto whoever you're projecting it at. And you then start activating that protective pattern. So it could have been that you just then would withdraw yourself, right? And so maybe you then withdraw from the relationship. You would withdraw from the conversation with your partner or you see your partner getting emotional and so you just leave or you ask them to calm down or you end the relationship. It could mean that You have an issue with commitment or you have an issue with staying in a relation long term or from dating altogether because you're avoiding these experiences because you're so hyper aware of them that you're projecting them onto all women or onto all of your partners. And as soon as there's the hint, that pattern of protection that I need to avoid, I need to get out of the relationship is then activated and so you leave. This is a very common pattern that happens for many people and it might be happening for you with your experience of your mother or of your father and your experience with men as well or with those who don't identify with gender. It's not necessarily gender uh, specific but it is a common pattern that you'll hear people talk about in relation to a mother or a mother wound. The wound is deep and no woman seems to escape your projection as a result. So this is an example of what we call mummy issues. And you can see how if you're not aware of these mummy issues, that when you're finding yourself in relationship after relationship and being triggered by something happening that reminds you of your mum then that leads you to this protective pattern, which might include avoiding the relationship or withdrawing your love and attention altogether. And then you find yourself, doesn't matter who the partner is, you're just replacing a new partner and then experiencing that same pattern. You can understand why you're having this experience. It's because you're not aware of of the pattern and of the mummy issue. And then therefore you're not able to make better decisions. When you are aware, you might still be triggered, but in those moments you can remind yourself that, oh, this is my inner child who is experiencing this situation as if it's my mother and I'm projecting that experience onto my partner here. Let me see and meet my partner for who they are in this moment rather than projecting those past experiences onto that to my partner and also how can I tend to my inner child in this moment and support it with what it needs because it's being triggered so that I can give it the love it needed as a child right now and start to heal and rewrite those experiences. So can you see how just understanding and being aware that this is present can shift the whole course of your interaction with another person within your romantic relationship? Now, here's an example of a possible daddy issue (laughs) you might've had um, as a girl, perhaps you had an absent father or an alcoholic father. And now in your romantic relationships, you're unconsciously looking for a father or a caretaker figure within your partner. So you project the need you had as a child that was not met by your actual father onto your partner or the menu date, and they feel that within you and perhaps they can't or don't want to meet that need within you because they want to be your partner and not your father. This is a very common experience for women who are dating men. And it might be an experience that's coming up for you as a man or someone who doesn't identify with gender because you too had an absent father or an alcoholic father. If you had a parent who is an alcoholic, that means that your emotional needs in some way were probably not being met and you may have developed codependency patterns. And then this shows up in your relationship with your romantic partners because it was a pattern of protection that was established as a child to meet a need that you have as a child that couldn't be met in a healthy way because you weren't an adult who had the power to give you that. And then as an adult, you're still having these patterns of protection being triggered and then you're projecting that onto your partner when it's really about the relationship you had as a child with your parent and also about the need that was not met as a child that you could meet now as an adult. This is a classic daddy issue. Now, listen, we all have them. And it's not about being healed completely before you can date or have the conscious relationship you desire. It's about having awareness and recognizing how your experiences and dynamics between your parents or caregivers are impacting the way you perceive your partner and what you are seeking from within your romantic relationships. There are ways to meet these needs without projecting onto your partner. And many of our protective patterns are a result of our experiences with our parents as children. And they are the very thing that stops you from meeting your core desires that you have for a romantic relationship. So it's so fascinating. Both your romantic relationship triggers the protective pattern, which is what stops you from meeting your core desire, which then stops you from having the romantic relationship experience that you desire so it's not a problem that this is happening or the problem is that you're not aware that this is what's happening, which means that you don't have the freedom to change this cycle. You the, the cycle can still happen and you can have it then move into a different course through having the awareness, or you can remain naive to the pattern happening and then you'll continue to cycle through a protective pattern being triggered and then your core desires and needs not being met. And so you continue to feel unfulfilled and satisfied in your relationships. I don't think that's what anyone actually wants. So what we want to be is aware of these patterns so that we can start to rewrite our experiences. Another example is you might have needed to be an independent child. You might have needed to take care of your own needs as a child because they weren't being met by your parents. And so you establish this pattern of I don't need anything from anyone. Or if I show that I do need something from someone else and especially my partner, then that shows that I'm weak in some way or I won't be loved in some way or I won't survive. This child then becomes the person who doesn't need anything from anyone, but your core desire might actually be to be held (laughs) within a relationship. In fact, your need as a child may have been to just be held, to be looked after. So then you attract partners who continue to agitate these protective patterns and who don't meet your core needs because... Your mind is unconsciously committed to the familiar past and to living that out in your present rather than your desired future, okay? So what this means is this person as a child was used to not having their needs met. So they then developed a pattern of meeting their own needs and being really hypervigilant about that. And then they go out into the world as an adult and they keep putting themselves in situations where they don't need anything from anyone else because that reality is so familiar to them as a child. However, the need they had as a child was actually to be taken care of and the desire they have within a romantic relationship is to be held. But there's no way they can let that happen because that would be so unfamiliar to the past experience they've had. So they then attract partners who are unable to meet those needs. So they attract partners who aren't able to hold them, who aren't able to take care of them, who just don't have the emotional capacity for that. Or they attract people who are so over the top, (laughs) who have such a strong desire to hold them, to care for them, that it becomes toxic in another way, because they feel smothered and so then they avoid the relationship and withdraw from the relationship altogether. It's really so wild to see this playing out, but this is basically what we're all doing. We're attracting either a partner who is going to allow us to continue operating within the dynamic that we were familiar with as a child, where we didn't have particular needs or desires met, or we're attracting situations where This is exactly what your partner is giving you in a way that feels so over the top and smothering that you then withdraw from the relationship altogether or see your partner is too needy or too controlling or too smothering when actually – What you actually want is some of that, just not all of that. It's really, really interesting. So the more you become aware that this is what's happening for you and you start to acknowledge the patterns that are showing up in every relationship, regardless of who you're with, you can then start to choose people who are able to actually meet your core desire and you can start to meet your own needs that were not met as a child. This means you stop this point of attraction where people are picking up on the fact that you're like really desperate for this thing or just completely not open to this particular thing that you desire. And, and then they keep showing up in your life to try to help you to learn that lesson. You can stop that. And instead you can start meeting that own need within yourself, you can acknowledge what your true desires are and come from a place of being filled up with your own needs. So you don't have that a uh, desperate energy or that avoidant energy. And then you attract a partner who is able to actually meet you in the way that you truly desire. And sometimes you'll still have these patterns triggered, but you'll be able to be aware of them and then meet the person in front of you and the situation in front of you rather than continuing to live out the familiar past that is not actually serving you. So, my beautiful friends, this is basically the process that I'm taking my clients through through my conscious relationship coaching program. It is ridiculous the amount of awareness that you will experience as a result of going into these patterns and dynamics that you're experiencing within your romantic relationships. It is literally like you start to look at your life with new eyes. And your point of attraction is so different so that when you're attracting a new partner, a new relationship, you're coming at a totally different angle. And for those of you who are in a relationship, you start to learn how to stop projecting onto your partner and actually show up and meet your partner for who they are and for what the situation is presenting rather than recycling the past and putting that onto your partner again and again and again. You can imagine simply through that, how new experiences and new levels of connection and love are able to be accessed between you and your partner. So again, if this is something that you know you need, make sure you check out my Conscious Relationship Coaching Program while there are still places available to work with me one-to-one and to have that program created completely bespoke and tailored to you. Head to latisharange.com forward slash coaching and submit your application today so that we can jump on a call. And have that coaching call together. All right, my beautiful friends, we're going to pause this episode here and I'll be back in our next episode with a part two so that we can go through my last three points that I want to speak to, as well as providing you with five questions that you can ask yourself to start exploring and rewriting these patterns within you. I'll see you in our next episode. Thank you for listening to the Create a Life That Is Beautiful podcast. I'm your host, Letitia Ringe, and I appreciate you so much. If you would like support one-to-one as you up-level your life, business, or relationships in a conscious, intentional, and love-focused way, then head to LetitiaRinge.com forward slash coaching. I'll see you in the next episode. Goodbye.